You're listening to Excellence Above Talent, a podcast where we have the hard conversations about the lives of men and what leads us to achieve greatness and suffer defeat. Hear from other men's journeys as well, as we all learn and grow together to become inspirations to ourselves and those around us. And now your host, Aaron Thomas. What's up, my beautiful people? Aaron Thomas with Excellence Above Talent. Here with my good friend, Adam Lucio, doing great things in this community, great things for the world. Uh, my man's just starting a commercial for HEB. Uh, so he's also a, a famous, famous person here all in Odessa. Six and all six seconds. In the <laughs> Whole six seconds, but it was it was it was good, man. Yeah. Um, I appreciate you having me on. Bro. Yes, sir. That's so cool. I just want I want to you know just jump into it, man. Kind of tell us a little bit about yourself, Adam, and um, and then we'll go from there. So yeah, I'm a native Texan, West Texan. grew grew up here in Odessa. Uh, I'm 31 years old. Uh, for those who don't know me, I'm a paraplegic. Uh, I, I'm in primary use of a wheelchair. I use a wheelchair to get around everywhere. Uh, I was in a car accident when I was five months old. So this is pretty much all I know. Uh, I never had a transition from a, an able body to a, you know, a, a wheelchair lifestyle. It was always just kind of a wheelchair. I got my first chair when I was four and it was, you know, kind of from history from there. Yeah. Um, um I've always been really, uh, involved with athletics. Uh, I went to Oklahoma State on a D1 wheelchair basketball scholarship. I've been a tennis coach for 10 years. Um, uh, I do, I get my own kind of endeavors as far as, you know, triathlon, marathon, uh, biking, cycling, stuff like that. I'm really into as much as activity I can get into here um, locally. So um, that's kind of what I do. Um, I'm also in my own endeavors of creating my, uh, my Impasa project um and pass is the sweetest word for adapt and i want everybody to know that with the right attitude um you can adapt um over any obstacle that you know comes your way so that's been my whole mantra if you've never seen any of my posts my one of my biggest uh mottos is adapt and achieve yes and sir. I think that's just a, a lifestyle and a, and a mindset that i've been living by here for past i'd say four or five years yeah that's awesome man yeah he has a uh, inspirational and also funny as heck videos uh <laughs> Sometimes it's just like, what, what does he get this stuff from? But uh, it's it's hilarious. So uh, follow him uh, on all platforms, right? Right, uh, yeah. And it's just my name, um, Adam underscore underscore Lucio, L-U-C-I-O. And uh, on, on TikTok, it's just one underscore. But um, so, somebody stole my regular name on Instagram, just Adam Lucio. Yeah. And they don't even use it. Like, they haven't posted in, like, six years. Oh, they, like, just, Dude, they just have the yeah, name. Can you just give me, can you just give me the <laughs> handle, man? I don't know my name. Uh, but, yeah, but no, Adam underscore underscore Lucio on Instagram. And I try to get, like like Aaron said, I try to bring all kinds of different content because the, it's just the straight inspirational stuff can can get you know old at the time, mm-hmm. and, and people will will stop viewing that content. And people want to see exciting things. People want to see you, you know the other sides of you too. Yeah. So and I think I'm as equally inspirational as I am funny. You know yeah. what I mean? And I yeah. and I like to bring that side of people because people assume that just because of my situation that I might might not see the humorous or the brighter side of things, and that's absolutely wrong. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, it's, it's just in your mindset and how and how you live your life. Got you. 
Uh, so I think this is the first question I'm going to ask everyone whenever they jump on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so the suicide rate is uh, men are 3.5 times more likely to commit suicide than, than women. So we're just going to jump right into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, why do you think that rate is so high amongst men? Man, I think the, uh, which is devastating, I, I feel like to just the human race as a whole, because whether you're even a feminist or not, like men are a part of everyone's life, brothers, fathers, grandfathers, you know what I mean? And, and the fact that all of these, all of these guys are feeling this way is, is devastating. And I think it just kind of stems down to the mentality of, um, I'll handle it myself. Yeah. Um, myself, me as a man, I know I have a lot of problems asking for help. For sure. And, and, and that's kind of been a chip on my shoulder just because of my disability. I've always wanted to prove that I can do this. And, you know, hey, I don't need no one's help. I can do it. I can get the door. I can, you know, do all this, you know, down to the most minuscule things to the, to the grandest things. I try to do them all independently. And not yeah. just because of my disability, you know, you know, people might not think I can do it, but because I'm a man, you yeah. know what I mean? And I want to be able to do those things for my family, for my son. You know what I mean? I want to be able to, to do everything on my own. And if, if somebody with the same mindset, with the same kind of mentality thinks that, that their only option is to not be around anymore, well, they're going to take care of that themselves. Yeah. And, and, and they're not going to wait around for, for life to hand them their cars. They're just going to, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to do it myself. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do that on my own and, and rid everybody else of the problem when, when in fact, a lot of people don't know that there is a problem. Yeah. And because whether we don't want to talk about it or we don't want to, you know, reach out for help, uh, we don't want the, the, the perception of, of being weak or not being enough. And, um, they just take care of it themselves. And which is, is sad. Yeah. And I feel like if they knew that there's support out there and they knew that there's groups willing to, group of people willing to just be genuine and, and talk and, and be there for them, I feel like it'd be a lot different story. Yeah. The perception of weakness. Mm-hmm. Who defines that and where the heck does that come from? Society. I guess. What, what, what we see on TV. Yeah. What, what we never see. Um, Hollywood movies of, of guys going to, of, of guys that we like to look up to going to therapy. They're always like the, either the drug there by their wives. Yeah. They're either, you know, they, they, they make it into comedy. They never make serious, again, counseling scenes. You know, there's no actors that we look up to, athletes that we look up to that, that are, now there are. I, yeah. I think Kyrie's doing a lot of mental health stuff. I yeah. Mean, a lot of the, a lot of the, the, the newer guys are starting to do that stuff. But, before, I mean, that was something funny to talk about. You yeah. Know what I mean, and and if you needed help, then you're, oh, bro, why why can't you just suck it up? You know what I mean? Suck it. Up, that's that's always been the mentality. And I think by the way society perceives weak men is just by asking for help. Yeah. And asking for not being able to do it on your own. Why can't you do it on your own if you're a man? You know what I mean? And yeah. That's not what being a man means. It means knowing all knowing all realms of 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 the situation and understanding and, and having a full grasp of, of what's going on. Yeah, for sure. So you, you brought up, uh, you know, what is a man or define a man? How would you define, what is your definition of like, you know, the best man uh, for you or that, that you see in this world? 
awareness. I feel like I, Oof, I feel like self awareness is is one hundred percent the key because yeah. I'm very aware of my capabilities, not only as a disabled man, but just as a regular man. Yeah, you know, right. I know I know that my my body might not be able to do the same things that that yours that yours does, but my voice can. Yeah, and I have a voice, and that's my power. You know that's what I mean? And, and I can use that as whatever whatever tool I need it to be. You know what I mean? But it's one hundred percent awareness, being aware of your weaknesses, being aware of your strengths, being aware of who's around you, being aware of your surroundings, where you're, what people you're engaging with, uh, whether you're guilty by association, being with the wrong crowd, wrong time. Those are all self-awareness things that you got to self-reflect in and, and rely on yourself. But if you don't have that awareness or if there's no one there to kind of guide you for it, you're, you're lost. Yeah. And that's where a lot of guys are at that time. And they just need a little guidance. They don't need a lot of help. Yeah. I bet you if just someone to talk to, Hey, you should maybe look into this and, and have them do their own research of things would be so much more help than just kind of saying, Oh, Hey, tough it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, suck it up. Yeah. So things like that are just. I feel like where 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 we lack right now in, yeah. in society as men as a whole is just kind of being aware of who we are and and what everyone else needs from us as well. Man, I uh, I live by this philosophy: everything is my fault. Yeah, um, and it's because I don't want to waste energy on trying to look for blame as to other people. So if I can say everything is my fault, if something happened. Uh, like in my relationship or at work, I'm not looking towards my coworkers or my spouse. I'm not looking towards anyone. I'm looking towards myself you, as far you, as like, uh huh. Right. What, where was it at that I messed up on? Or, you know, there was, uh, something I could have done differently to like not put myself in that situation. Right. Um, and I'm here. So let's find out, you know, why I got here. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, awareness to me, 100%. And I think that's something that is, that isn't really, like talked about or like, you know, like awareness was like, I didn't become aware of, of myself until like later on in my life. Right. Everybody assumes that it's, it's, it comes at once you're 21, you're, yeah. you're aware. Once yeah. you're an adult, you're, you're, you're aware. When that's, we talked about that before the mic was on. That's 100% not the case. Yeah. You, you become more and more aware of yourself as, as, as within you understand yourself and you grow as yeah. a person. And, and, and that's so much more than physically. It's mentally as well. You have to, um, you have to go through, you have to go through stuff to be able to, to know who you are as a person. If you don't go through any adversities, then you're not going to know who you are when you're tested. Yeah. And, and being, and knowing your strong points, your low, I don't, for, for instance, I don't like, uh, long traveling, long distance traveling. Um, I don't, especially on like vacations or something. I'd much rather travel for business. I get real anxiety. I get real, bit, real anxious when I'm about to travel, whether it's just leaving my family here, my son, my mom, all that stuff. I don't like leaving. I don't know. I don't, I don't like the feeling, but knowing yeah. that I'm aware of that, I'll schedule less stuff on, on my planner for the week before a trip because yeah, I'm true. not trying to have a bunch of stuff on my plate. Plus being anxious about the trip that I have in a couple of days. You know what I mean? I know that all of my stuff that I do before that is not going to be 100% because other stuff's on my mind. Yeah. So I'm, a, I'm aware again, I'm aware of what I'm weak at and where I need help at. And I just kind of commit to myself during that time. And I'm, I'm a lot less social during that time. And I'm yeah. a lot, I mean, more to myself just because I'm gathering myself and preparing myself to not fail. You know what I mean? Gotcha. So I, I feel like that's, that's big on me. And that's just a small example, but 
again, just being aware of where you're not, where you're weakest and then trying to plan around that for success. Got you. I love that, man. So we were going to talk about off the mic, but I kind of want to talk about it on the mic. Mm -hmm. Um, The state of manhood and how, you know, when my grandpa was living, it was, you know, you provide and protect. But I feel like there's a shift that's happening with, you know, society and uh, the roles that Mm -hmm. men and women play. Mm So do you think that could also be uh, a reason why there's just a lot of, um, you know, the violence and suicides that that are happening amongst men? There's just they're they're lost. They're they're trying to figure out, you know, their role that they need to play now in this in this new society that we're living in. I feel like there is a false narrative. On the standard of man. Got you. Um everybody's everybody's happiness is going to look 100% different. For sure. Your ideal of happiness is not mine. It's going to be 100%. Of course, we have some similarities. Yeah. We like some of the nicer things, you know, some of the materialistic things. Yeah. But, but there's there could be a janitor working at a school that's 10 times happier than the CEO who's making millions. For sure. And that's just because of what they're doing and how they feel about themselves. Gotcha. So the level of happiness is going to be a different everywhere you know even every person but some somewhere somewhere along the line we set a standard for everyone and if you're not making so much you're not happy gotcha. if you're not if you don't have this title you're not happy gotcha. if you don't have this woman you're not happy if you don't have this you know salary you you're not happy when everybody got this even even women today got this have this uh this chase the bag mentality they yeah. go let me go chase it. Let me go get it. When we are the the bag, yeah. we are the prize for sure. We are the value. What we have inside ourselves, what we do, the um, the trades that we have, those are the value. We don't have to chase anything. We have to bring it out of ourselves. Yeah. Ooh, I so like that. I think that I think that that's where the perception is that we have we're chasing something we're chasing something which is which is not there it's, mm-hmm. we're just we're just chasing an invisible thing and when you don't get it after working so hard you think down on yourself you think down when in reality it was in you the whole time yeah man nuggets man uh so there's an analogy that says uh if you chase a cat the cat will always run mm-hmm. you're you're never you're never You'll never catch a cat because a cat will only come to you when it's ready to come to you, right? right? And so, essentially, what you're saying is, you know, if you if you if you stop chasing the bag, if you stop chasing the thing that people value as like right. important, and start working on on yourself. your 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 traits work and the things, work on your truck, work, work on your traits, work on your skills, on your passions, on your trades. Yeah, the and things, the bag will come to you. The things that you can do already. Yeah, you, you already God already supplied you with the gifts that you need. Gotcha. You already have everything with inside you. You just need to apply them at, at what you're good at. Yeah, and then and then those those things are going to come naturally. Yeah, and I feel like again, society has this standard that we're just trying to meet to. Uh, women have these standards that they post about. We all think that these things are, so, that's where we need to be. And it's and not everybody has that same access. Not yeah. everybody's going to be at the same spot. Everybody's, again, 
monetarily not in the same spot. So it's it's hard. Yeah. You know, you can't just get those, and that's why you got so many people faking it. That's why yeah. you, that's why we have fake fake designer clothes. Gotcha. That's why we have fake these because people are trying to meet these standards that are that are not there. Yeah. And and if you just look within, makes yourself happy. And look how to make yourself happy, how to make yourself every day continuously happy, better as a better as a person. Then that that's all you'll need, and you you'll notice how less those things become important. Yeah. How you don't look at you don't you don't window shop no more. I don't remember the last time I went, you know, going to the mall and like oh, because I realized that those material things aren't aren't what you need. Yeah, yeah I got a bunch of shoes already, but that's. Man, those are those are nothing, bro. Yeah. Those I can throw those away, and I wear the same pair every day. Would, would you really throw them away? I'd probably sell them. Yeah, invest in the business. How how many pair of shoes do you have? I'm oh, curious. <laughs> I started collecting when I was 16. Yeah, and um, I probably stopped buying them. I uh, probably 2013. Yeah, 2013 was the last time I think I remember. I, like camping out yeah. at the mall for a shoot. You know, got you. I really wanted them. But I probably got around 200, 220, something, Two, something like that. 220? Yeah. See, yeah. when you said something like that, I feel like you have way more than 220. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but man, hey, recently I haven't, been, I haven't been wearing them. And, yeah. and it's just because it's like, bro, these are, I'm going to be way too worried about getting these dirty. Way too worried. I'm like, that's not what the, it's not what it's about. You know yeah. I mean? It's it's about how you what you do while you're in them, what gotcha. you do while you're out there, and gotcha. it just became way. As you start to realize where your money's going and what you're doing with it, and you're like, okay, I feel like that's just kind of the maturity of of kind of growing up, like you said. Yeah. But then you still have a love for it, whatever that passion is, whether it's shoes, cars, uh, firearms, all those things you can still again invest in, but. Don't do it because you're trying to meet a standard. Yeah. Don't do it trying to, because you're trying to impress other people. Yeah. And that's what I was doing for back then. Yeah. And now I don't have the urge to impress anyone. You yeah, know what I mean? True. So it's like I'm just gonna I'm cool with what I got. Yeah. yeah it happens to be a lot, but yeah. I, I don't I don't have to go buy you know buy the next release to be cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? To be yeah. you know to impress others. And I feel like that's where I maturely grew because there's no use for it, man. If you're happy, then then what else matters? Man, so there's a saying that I I wholeheartedly love uh, by Lisa Nichols, and she says, you don't have to defend, protect, hide, or prove who you are to anyone. Um, and I'm essentially hearing that you, kind of what you just said as far as like proving yourself to people. When did you, when did you stop proving yourself to people or when did you feel like start to understand like that's not something that you have to do in order to live your best life. I feel like there's, there's still, it, it doesn't just stop cold Turkey. Got you. And, and, and if that's what you, anyone's expecting, you're going to you know, have, uh, it's a disappointing, you know, results because you don't, you don't just start, you don't just start and stop right there and just stop forgetting about what everyone thinks. You know what I mean? For sure. It, it, it goes in stages of people. So at first for me, it was the strangers. I would get a lot of stares everywhere, you know, because of my chair. And I would get a lot of stares and, and kids who wouldn't understand my disability. Um, and even to adults who would just kind of stare at my mom, whether, you know, she was pushing my chair, picking me up, doing something. We would get the, you know, the most ugliest reactions. And those would hurt. Those would hurt me so much. And, and I don't know if they hurt me because of how I felt or because how I saw my mom felt. Mm. My mom would try so hard for me not to see those people. She mm -hmm. tried to shield me from those reactions. 
So I didn't like that feeling of my mom being uncomfortable. You know what I mean? My parents being to where they felt that they were being influenced by the people around strangers that we didn't even know. And that's when I felt like those are the first people I lost first. I, I'm like, strangers are going to have their own perception whether they know you or not. Yeah. They think it's going to be good or bad. And you could be doing the best stuff and they're still going to have their own perception. You yeah. can't change that. Yeah. So I lost strangers first. The next thing is friends. You know, you're worried about what your friends are going to think about you. What are they, my friends going to think about me if I make this post? What are my friends going to think about me if I, if I ask for help? But are they really your friends if you're worried about what they're going to think about you? Got you. You know what I mean? So without one like right, without right. one to help you, right? Or without to push without you. genuine concern, got you. without genuine concern, are they yeah. really your friends at all? Yeah. So then you start you start forgetting about them. You know what? If they're not really my friends, if they're not, you know genuinely concerned about me, if they're not asking on their own, you know what I mean? That's something that you know if you're a friend, you would see you know in a, in a difference of attitude or the way they're acting or behavior, you would notice that thing. So I feel like you start losing your friends, and then it's maybe your job, maybe you know the people that are. You're close to at work because you have to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, what are they going to think if I if I if I start doing this? If I say that I need a mental health break? If I say that I need to, you know, take my my day off? My yeah. job, my boss is going to be mad. You know what I mean? My, my I'm going to leave everybody shorthanded at work. Yeah, they're not going to understand what's going on. You know what I mean? So you're worried about their perception. You got to lose them, and then it's family. What's my mom going to think? What's my dad going to think? What's my sister going to think? You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like it's stages. Yeah. And once you can get past all those stages. And realize that no one's going to know you more than yourself. Yeah. No one's going to have the better interest or the better investment in you than you. Yeah. Then that's when you grow. And that's when you're like, okay, none of these people can help me can, unless I help myself first. Yeah. And But you have to go through the stages. And you, it's hard to do all of them, much less one stage. So you got to give yourself time. Yeah. Okay. These are a set of people that I'm going to, you know, Kind of maybe if I need to ask for my, you know, help, distance myself, get closer to. Again, you have to have those own stages before you can, again, grow within yourself because growth is uh, a marathon, not a race. Yeah. I tell this to people all the time, especially, you know, I have a lot of uh, uh, people in my circumstance, disability, people in my wheelchairs that follow me and, and, and a lot of them happen to be overweight. Yeah. And they're like, man, I'm, I'm 250 pounds. I'm, I'm 300 pounds in the chair. And that can be detrimental to your health For in sure. a wheelchair. It, not only walking, but in a wheelchair. Um, you can't transfer the same. You can't shower the same. Your hygiene is different. Uh, your blood circulation is different. You're not moving those legs. So everything gets more dangerous. And, but they want to lose weight. Oh, I want to get skinny with, you know, within the summer. That's not going to happen. How long did it take you? To, to get yeah, there. Yeah. So that's what I said. How long did it take you to get to this stage to where you feel like you need help? You feel like you, you, you're in these, in this, in the realm where nobody knows what you're going through. Well, that's how long it's going to take to get out. Yeah. You got to expect the long haul. You can't expect immediate gratification. That's, that's nowhere. Almost, yeah. You know what I mean, unless you win the lottery and you know the, the odds of that. Yeah. You know what I mean, so there's no instant gratification. In anything, it's it's a it's a marathon, and you got to realize that if you're gonna commit to a better self, a better a better mindset, it's gonna take stages and write it write it out, document it out. You can have a journal, you know what I mean? Whatever. Again, have a, a buddy, like you know, whoever you can pin pal, message in the morning, whatever to keep you on trail, keep you in on course. You know, what yeah. I mean? 
whatever you do to hold yourself accountable, I feel like it's 100% worth it. Got you. What would you say to people who are in uh, wheelchairs who are struggling mentally to like live their life? It's, it's, uh, it's something that I think it's, 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 it's an everyday growth. Yeah. I feel like some people, um, I know some people in chairs who are 100% committed to walking again. Yeah. When, when physically it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's still, that they've walked before. Maybe they were a great athlete at one time. Maybe they were a soldier. Maybe they were, um, you know, a, 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 a an able-bodied dad that used to be able to pick up their kids, you know what I mean? And that's all stripped away from them now. Yeah. And they're just committed to getting back to that. And I feel like, I feel like you need to be happy with yourself first. Mm-hmm. I feel like whether it's committing to the chair or not, I feel like once you're happy with who you are, then you can grow, then you can seek therapy, then you can go and, and better yourself. But if, you can't help others unless you help yourself first. I feel like it's that analogy when you're you're when you get in the airplane. Yeah. The, the first thing that the stewardess says when those airbags drop, when the oxygen drops, cover your own head, cover your own mask, give your own give your own self some oxygen, and then you get your kids because if you're gonna spend too much time worrying about trying to help someone else, you're gonna lose out on yourself, and now no one's helped. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Secure yourself first. Make sure you're okay mentally emotionally and then you can pour out into others gotcha and i feel like so many other people in wheelchairs have this not and that's and it's not just people in wheelchairs but it's mostly newly disabled gotcha um, the newly disabled i feel like need the most help because they're tra- they're going through the most transition um and they didn't all have the the luxury of of me having to grow up in my chair i have 31 years experience yeah so of course i'm going to do everything a little bit smoother yeah i've been doing it a long time yeah. and a lot of these guys again that they see me and they set a false standard yeah man i'm not your standard you're your own standard gotcha. right like let's focus on you know creating a better diet for yourself so that way you're not worried about getting weight in your chair let's focus on better ways to transfer on and off the toilet so that way you're not worried about falling. Yeah. And those are victories for you. Those are what matters to you, not not what you're seeing on Instagram. Yeah. I'm just showing you what the level could be if you keep on going. You know gotcha. what I mean? And this is what this kind of consistency gets you. And and there's dudes out there way better than me. And those are the guys that I'm watching. You know what I mean? But yeah. you got to, again, set goals for yourself and not setting yourself to other standards. Got you. There's a uh, <clears throat> a stat that's kind of alarming that I've I've talked to a few people about, mm-hmm. and it says the average age of a man to mature is 43, um, and so it's something that is a uh, study that was done. So it's it's a true fact. What do you what do you think of that, and why do you think it's so freaking old? Because I mean, at 43, like you're halfway. <laughs> As a man, you've already actually lived your life, man, and you're barely coming into maturity um, in the average age. And I can also see it because, like, you know, I'm 35 and there's still some maturity in me that I have to deal with as well. But, um, you know, why do you think uh, an average age of is 43 for men? And let's let's get, I feel like we need to scale that whole statistic back, too. All right. 
what's the standard of maturity? Oh, for sure, for sure, what's, for sure. I mean, what's the standard of maturity? I got that, you. Is that laughing at farts? Yeah, more? yeah, you know what I mean? Like, what's, you know what I mean? Like, what's really right. the... Because I'm probably still going to laugh at a fart Again, what's... That's all the time. I feel like that's the that's the biggest sign of maturity within kids. As, yeah. You know, I've worked with kids a bunch. You yeah. Know what I mean? and, and you could always tell what level of maturity when someone farts. Yeah. Because either... Everybody would try to keep their composure and like yeah. not laugh because they know it was embarrassing, or everybody's just gonna bust out a hilarious you. laughter. You know what I mean? You. So I got you. I feel like I feel like there's a false standard to what maturity is too, because there are also women who are just as dirty minded, uh, funny, funny minded, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, they, well, see, the average age of a woman is 32, though. 32? Yeah, so 32 for but women, uh, what, 43. To yeah, what uh, for sure, for Again, sure. I would 100% agree that women are more mature. Yeah. But I don't know, because some level, some levels of maturity, I've, I've had plenty of ladies that said stuff that made me blush. And yeah. they're like, oh, yeah. man, I would have never said nothing like that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, they're just different levels and standards. But I feel like the, the reason it takes men so long is because I would say there's there's the there's the there's like a there's like a different com- camaraderie okay. with 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 men and other men. Okay. Um, when guys are together, yeah, it, it's different. If you put you can put five guys together, but if you put one girl in there, it's going to change the whole dynamic. For you know sure, I mean? because you got guys again. Aim into this, I I guess imaginary standard of what she's gonna think. Yeah. Oh, she's gonna think I'm. Is she gonna think I'm? You know, a bonehead for doing this. Is yeah. she gonna think I'm dumb for doing this? Is she gonna yeah. think I'm stupid for doing it. So everybody's kind of different. One guy's trying to impress her. One guy doesn't care about her. One guy, you know, what I mean, it's gonna affect the dynamic of everybody. But if you take her out, yeah. Now everybody thinks they're on the same level. Now everybody's exactly equal. All the guys are kind of relaxed. Right. And just, everybody's you know, just chilling, same. right? So I feel like that's again the most the crazy most crazy dynamic. And that happens just because not everybody settles down at the same age. Gotcha. So if a, a man with a woman in the house all the time is going to act different than a guy who lives completely single. Gotcha. So and not everybody has the same settle, age of settling down and I feel like because men don't have that image so 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 less as uh as as women, women yeah. I feel like th- women have pretend weddings while they yeah with like kids girls, and stuff girls, yeah. You know I mean? like, yeah they, they take they care of babies about. and yeah and, and, yeah and they're they're so much more mature they're thinking about that stuff way yeah. earlier and I feel like and we're getting scraped up in the street and, and, and that's, eating eating right right but that's dirt not pies. that's not every woman's goal either for I don't sure want to that either. That's for not, sure that's an, again another false standard that you yeah. got to be married at a certain age gotcha. but a lot of women believe that whether yeah. it's because of you know you know um, a maternal stuff you know that everybody has their window of the best pregnancies and stuff so I, I can see a lot of women wanting to get mature faster because they almost have a timeline yeah. you know what I mean and men I don't. They don't have that unless they have a, an important woman in their life that they're trying to continue to to be that for. Yeah, and I also feel like if you're a, a parent, a, a mother has to mature way faster because um, you know Absolutely. she has a a kid a that she's that she's looking after, and making sure that that kid doesn't you know die you know right. on again, in her watch. And then, again, even if you think with the uh, uh, the human anatomy, yeah. Women mature so much more. They yeah. have the menstrual the menstrual cycle. Yeah, that happens earlier, and at that time, boys are still 
I have no clue. And yeah. They're still out there doing whatever. You know yeah. what I mean? So again, I feel like there's a timeline that women have that that are they're kind of always been driven to. They have a timeline of what they should do at a certain time, where they should be at this age, and 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 they get scrutinized if they're not there, which is wrong. Yeah. But I feel like because it's been like that, they've been able to mature so much faster than we have. Yeah. I've uh, I've dealt with some guys and. Uh, you know, they, they got divorced and they couldn't cook for themselves. They've never been grocery shopping. They don't know how to clean, they don't know how to wash clothes. I feel like that is something that all men should at least know, like, some part of. You should know how to clean after yourself. You should know how to. You should have brought that with you to the marriage. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You should know how to wash your clothes and cook for yourself and things of that nature. Again, the false narrative that women do all that for you yeah. shouldn't be it either yeah. I mean I feel like if you know if one person washes the clothes better than that person should wash the clothes it, yeah. it don't matter who does what you know what I mean like do your part yeah. is, what, is what is important and, yeah. and the fact that you're going into a relationship knowing none of that is a red flag on you, you well see yeah, but I also think it's like the roles right like you know a man's role assumed in this society is uh, to go out there to work, to come home, uh, to give the money, uh, and that's essentially it. And then everything else is on uh, his wife to take care of everything else, which I think is also pretty bogus because right. you, he's also not doing what he needs, he needs to do to take care of his family, both uh, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. Like financially, yes, he's taking care of them, but they're missing out on everything else from him, right. and he's assuming that, that he's doing everything that he possibly can to make, you know... Well, they his, just want home. Uh-huh, 100%. 100%. And it's, it's, it's all about balance. Yeah. And being aware. Yeah. Like we said earlier, being aware of, of, of what needs need to be met and what needs aren't being met at all. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, so I feel like... Um, Needs aren't just physical; they're emotional, yeah. they're mental. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and everybody assumes that if you have uh, uh, shelter and clothes and food and, and and all of that in a house and bills, you're fine. And that's not that's not the case. Yeah, it's it starts inside and and it works your way out. And yeah. I feel like um, both sides have these false narratives of what each role should do. When each relationship is going to be different, for sure. Each each dynamic is going to be different, and and I feel like everybody has to find their own happy medium, yeah. And stop living to these idealistic standards of of what the society like, shows yeah. us, what social media shows us. Social media is a highlight reel, yeah. Uh, all these you know Instagram couples, all yeah. these all these Instagram people, even the single dudes. These are all highlight reels. It's only when it's good. They're only showing the it's best whenever they'll, they'll take those pictures, but right. when it's bad. Right. And, and when they're real, I'm not saying everyone's like that. Cause yeah. Because you, you do see people document, like like especially in my case, you see people document their injuries and their yeah. growth. And I, I applaud them to that because that's what's that's real. That's yeah. What's, it's what's courageous. Going on. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, but if you only see positive things on that, that's, that's a highlight reel. That's not their real life. You know what I mean? That's yeah. just what they want to show you. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, what do you think? Uh, so, your definition of a high value man. What? A, what? A, what? A, what would be your definition if if I asked you what what that was? A high value man. Yeah, a man that utilizes all of his passions for the for growth. Okay, I feel like everybody 
I, I, I don't, I don't know how spiritual your podcast is, mm-hmm. but, um, I, I believe 100% in Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, um, I feel like he has blessed every one of us with something. Mm-hmm. Um, and it might not be something flashy. It might, it might be plumbing. You might be the best plumber. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you need to use that. Yeah. And I feel like if you're not using that, you're diminishing your value. For sure. And I feel like, again, you might be an athlete. You might be uh, a cook. You might be, uh, you know, somebody just cleaning trash. But I feel like you need to expel 100% of your effort in what you're doing. Yeah. And if you're not doing that, then you're doing the wrong thing. Gotcha. If you can't give 100% of what you're doing, then you need to be doing something else. Gotcha. And picking up trash is probably a wrong example because you can't do 100% of that. But that's a start. If you yeah. need to do that to start, that's 100%. But I'm saying whatever you do, do what you do some is what you do one way is how what you do everything. Yeah. So if you can't if you can't pick up trash like an executive, then you're not gonna be an executive. Does gotcha. that make sense? You gotta yeah. be able to do all roles. Yeah. But I feel like as a high value man, you have to be using your passions yeah. because God gave us those for a reason. He didn't give it to you just for a hobby. Yeah. He didn't give it to you just because he wanted you to kind of enjoy it on your own. You know what I mean? That's something that he gave to you to glorify him. Yeah. So why would he want you to contain that and just keep it to yourself? You yeah. know what I mean? So I feel like as a high value man, you have to be using 100% of your passions and giving back. The same way that you were given to. Gotcha. So one for me, one way is I I was I had a lot of dudes come into my life and 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 show me sports. Yeah. And they 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 exposed me to tennis at a third grade. I was exposed to tennis, and they gave me a they gave me a wheelchair. My first tennis expo because of the potential and the and the excitement I showed in tennis. They, they gifted me a wheelchair and that's a huge gift. Yeah. Wheelchairs are, are no joke. They're expensive. For sure. So I feel like that, that give to me was the, the seed I needed. And I've been a, a tennis coach for 10 years now. Yeah. And I feel like I've been trying just to give back that joy that they gave me because yeah. that was something I've never been able to move. Like I was never been able to move like that as a kid. I was just a regular, I had just a regular wheelchair, but when they gave me this fast one, I had like a, a new freedom. You know what I mean? So that that feeling for me was I'm like, I got to give this back. But other kids got to experience this because it was so much for me. You know what I mean? And I feel like you have to give back whether, again, it won't be in sports, whether it's in uh, just being there for your, for your kids, being yeah. there for your family, being there for your spouse, being there for your mom, being there for your parents, whatever is your version of giving back whatever you received, you should also give it back because it's going to, again, it's not going to stop with the next person. That's only going to grow to the next person. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. It's, it's an exponential growth yeah. that is going to keep, it's a ripple that effect. That ripple effect. Yeah, for it's sure. It's a ripple effect. Yeah. And, and if it happened to you, it's going to happen to other people. For so sure. if you have to, you have to jump on it. You can't, you can't, um, yeah, that was cool for me, but maybe somebody might not like tennis. No, someone's gonna if you if you have that same passion for it, someone's gonna someone's gonna pick up for it. You yeah. know what I mean? So I feel like in whatever that is, you just have to be giving one hundred percent to your passion and then give back the way you were the way you were giving to. Man, I love that for sure. I what keeps people from like 
doing their passion. Because I feel like a lot of people know what they need to do, but there's a fear that's holding them back to do it. Um, you know, why do you think that is? And what do you think they can do to get over that fear to just start stepping into the gift that God has, has given them? I feel like it's a, there's a, there's a phrase that I heard the other day is that you can't take the island unless you burn the boats. Yes, sir. And, uh, the boats is, is your safety net. The yeah. boats is that, that thing that you're not trying to leave because you're comfortable there. It's cushy. Yeah. You're, you're not being pressed. Um, you're not being challenged. Yeah. But you're still getting what you need to survive For and sure. you're maintaining yourself. So you're in a comfortable gray area to where you're like enjoying what you're doing, but you're not at your full potential. For sure. And I feel like, um, that a lot of people is just it's hard because they don't they don't know what's on the other side they want it they, they want the same kind of security yeah safety net that everything's going to be okay um when you don't see that at first yeah. um you're not going to see that until you're 100 percent committed because that's when everything's going to start kind of flowing tenfold and you're going to know oh, oh yeah this is what i did it for but those opportunities are never going to arise if you don't 100% commit. Yeah. So I feel like that kind of speed bump is uh, is big on everyone, and no one really knows when to jump. Like you and I said, there's no right time to jump. There's just the right mentality. Yeah. Um, so you, you got to jump in with the right mindset. You got to jump in with the 100% deciding factor. My birth, my boats are burnt. This is my island, and then I'm going to take it over. You I have mean? no so, no other choice. You don't got another choice. <laughs> you don't have nowhere else to go. Yeah, for sure. So um, you uh, have to you have to 100 commit, and those opportunities aren't going to arise until you've gone that way. Yeah, man. I, so when I, I went skydiving, uh, mm-hmm. and that's for sure a burn your boat type deal because <laughs> uh, when you're in the air, ten thousand feet in the air, and then he's like, "Are right, you ready? You're not ready." You know, who, who's ever going to be ready to jump right. out of a perfectly good plane? Right. And I told myself I would never do it, but, you know, I, I just wanted to do it. And so, you know, he told me to back up. And so we're scooting back, and he's like, put your left foot out the plane. Um, and I put my left foot out, put the right foot out, and put my right foot out. Uh, and at that point, it was just like, there's no other, like, there's no turning yeah, back. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm, I'm just, you know, essentially, I'm burning these boats. I'm going to get rid of this fear of, you know, heights and jump out, out of a plane. He asked me if I was ready. I said yes. He didn't give me a countdown or nothing. He just, he just, he just fell out the plane, man. And then it, you know, a couple of seconds of fear hit. I was like, oh, I'm going to die. Like, oh, this is it. Uh, but then you, you stop. And you start looking around and you realize, like, you know, the beauty that, you know, this is doing something that you feared. Um, and then when you land, you realize you didn't die. Right. Yeah. But, but, the, but then you didn't just also, you didn't just jump in the plane and having no recollection that this was going to happen. For sure. You you did some research. For sure. I'm sure you re- you, you looked up some videos. I did it. No? no, <laughs> no just, okay, okay. Listen, okay, let, me, let me tell you exactly how this happened. I, I told myself. I wanted to jump out of a plane before uh-huh. 2021. Okay. And it was getting kind of close. And I, one day I just got that wild hair. I was like, I'm just going to book it. And so I went online. Right. I did not look at where it was at. I just booked the first 
<laughs> the first skydiving company that I but, saw. But, but when he gave you instructions. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but yeah, the instructions. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're, right, right, you're right. You're right. I got you. Yeah, I got you. So you got to the spot yeah. and. You you kind of, he gave you instructions yeah, yeah, on what to sure. do once you jump. Yeah, for sure. You yeah, can, you kind of had kind of a guideline once you and you don't realize you have the time to think about those until you're out there. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. But because you have that in the back of your head, you kind of have a little bit of again confidence yeah. that you you know what to do to get out there to get out of it alive. Yeah, you know I mean, you sure. know what to do, what it should be like. You know yeah. what I mean? So I feel like everybody needs. A little bit of instruction. It's not just a jump. For sure. It's yeah. not just a jump. You're right. There's always kind of some guidelines that you have to follow that you can't just, you can't jump back. I mean, I, there's, there's rules. There's, I don't know the exact yeah. skydiving rules, but yeah. there's certain ways to jump. There's certain ways to pull. There's certain times. There's certain times. I know they give you all these instructions. Yeah. For and sure. that's the same thing with you when you're jumping in life. Gotcha. You know what I mean? There's, 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 there's guidelines. Don't jump mindlessly. You yeah. know what I mean? Don't jump without no, no kind of fallback, no no kind of safety net, no parachute to yeah. to rely on. You yeah. have to have a game plan. Yeah. You have to have a game plan. Yeah. But again, when you're out there, it's you once you're out there, you're out there. You're out there, yeah, you're for out there, sure. Yeah, yeah. Once and, you're out there, you're out there. But I think that's where a lot of the awareness comes from too. I think a lot of my awareness has has come from me just doing things in life. Right. And not just like you know, waiting for things to happen for me. Right. Um, just like going out there doing it and then becoming aware of like, oh, like maybe this isn't what I need to be doing. And other doors are opening and then I'm, I'm sliding and doing, you know, other things. And, you know, I'm, you kind of find that niche yeah. because you're doing things that you're supposed to be doing. And it's, it helps with that awareness. Uh, so two more questions, man. Uh, the uh, Do you think most men are accountable for their actions? Do you think most men are accountable for their own actions? Yeah. Whether they know it or not, yes. Okay. I feel like everyone is accountable. Or yeah, I feel like everyone is accountable unless unless they're mentally unstable, mentally ill. I mean, yeah. I'm talking about like diagnosed and you know you know with some kind of illness. But but everyone like you and I, yeah. I feel like we're all accountable, but we don't accept it sometimes. Got you. Um, Cause, cause we know when we mess up. Yeah. You know, we know when we, we did something wrong. That's, that's something that's been instilled in us since we were kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I feel like, you know, men and women both are all accountable, but not everybody is willing to own up to it and fess up to it. So, um, whether that's accepting it is, is a different story. Gotcha. Um, I don't feel everybody accepts it. I feel like a lot of men don't because again, that's something that they try to change within themselves before it's perceived to someone else. Yeah. Oh, let me do this. And maybe they'll think something different of me, but really their thoughts were never the top priority. It was what, how you are inside. Yeah. But I feel like everyone's accountable. Everybody knows what they're doing, but some of them aren't willing to accept it and willing to, to say, yeah, that's my responsibility. Like you had, like, yeah. you, like you told me, um, not everybody is willing to say it's my fault. Yeah. And because whether they were grown up that way, that's something that was instilled within that has to be kind of brought out. Yeah. That's something that has to be, it's, it was rooted in there somehow because someone planted you as a victim and not as someone who take ownership of something. You yeah. know what I mean? So um, I feel like everyone is accountable, but not everyone accepts it. Okay. Gotcha. I lied. I got two more questions. And You're then good. You're good. Uh, what motivates you in this moment in your life where you're at 
you are a very busy man. I think you have like five or six different jobs. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're out there and you're, and you're doing the work. Uh, and it's it's very inspiring to see. Uh, so what is what is something that's motivating you uh, to to do the things that you're doing? I've said this a bunch of different times, and I I really like when this question comes up because it gives me another platform to say it on. Got you. And motivation, being motivated is a mood. Got you. Just like being anxious, just like being angry, just like being hangry. Yeah. Just like being uh, nervous. Those are all moods. And, and, at a certain point, everyone gets motivated. Mm-hmm. Right? Motivate everybody gets in this motive, especially like around January. Everybody gets this oh, motivation. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Losing all the way. You can't see an empty spot in the gym, right? Because it's until, a mood. Until February 1st. And, until, the, and then that everybody gets yeah. out of that mood, right? Everybody starts right. So yeah. motivated is not the thing to describe me. Gotcha. I am not motivated. Gotcha. I'm driven. Gotcha. I feel like I have a drive. I have a purpose that I'm trying to reach. Yeah. Because... That's again. That was instilled in me, and I have a drive that I need to chase. I'm, 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 I'm going to go do this because I'm, I'm, I'm proving this to the people. Yeah. Being motivated. If you, if you're only working when you're motivated, you, you're not going to work all the time, and yeah. you're not going to work at 100 percent because that's going to change all the time. I'm not motivated all the time. That, that, it'd be lying to you if I was telling you I was always motivated. Yeah. Because there's some days that I just want to chill and I just want to sit at home. I just want to sit with the family. I just want to play. I don't want to do nothing. You know what I mean? But then. The drive in me tells me, okay, there's other people relying on you. Okay, there's there's these things, there's these goals that you have that are not going to work unless you do. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So you got to keep on going. You know what I mean. You got to keep on on working towards yourself. And I, I I feel like I said earlier, which might be confusing. I don't want to confuse people. Not to chase the bag. Don't chase money. Yeah. Don't chase materialistic things. Yeah. Chase your goals. Yeah. I want to be a an Ironman. I yeah. want to I want to do the Ironman triathlon, yeah. and that's something that I'm chasing. But it's not going to work at my current state. I need to get physically better. I need to get mentally better, and that's something that I got to continuously chase every day. Yeah. But monetarily, you can chase money all day, and it's not going to get you better. Yeah. You know what I mean? You yeah. got to make yourself better. Yeah. So again, motivation is something I feel like works part-time and if you can get in and out that mood a lot it, it, it's it's helpful but you have to find drive and you have to find purpose to stay motivated gotcha uh last question for for the folks out there mm-hmm. uh what is the impact that you want to leave on this earth <sighs> my bad i didn't put i didn't put it on the whiteboard so i didn't give you like that question <laughs> to, to kind of think it, about so <laughs> Now, I knew that was going to be a, I knew that was going to be a, a curveball here somewhere. For those who, for those who don't know, he, he didn't tell me the address of the spot that I was going yeah, to for until, sure. until this morning. <laughs> until until this morning after, after eight, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and, Jesus. But I was kind of mad low. I was yeah. like, you know what? This is kind of like a mental type podcast. Maybe he's testing me. Maybe this is like, what am I going to do? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's like trying to get a. Uh, narrative, uh, you know what I mean? But I, so I, I stayed with it. I was like, I'm not gonna go until he, until he texted me. So, uh, uh, but no, um, man, I want, I want to, I want people, and I, I just want people to know that I was 100% committed and selfless to my goals. Gotcha. And um, 
Um, anywhere I'm at, I'm giving 100% of myself. And I want that to, to be ingrained into those that I work with. Gotcha. Um, uh, I want to, I want the people to, 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 oh, Adam did this. If Adam could do this, I can do this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, adapt and achieve. I say it all the time. I want that to be a mindset instilled in millions. Yeah. Because it's really the mindset that's, that's, that's the ignition to everything that starts it all. Yeah. And, and if I can instill that in others, that's going to be a ripple effect that's going to last beyond my lifetime. Forever, forever. essentially. That's if, going to be forever. That's, yeah. yeah, that's that's something so grand that and and so applicable to everybody's life. You know what I mean? Adapt over your obstacles and achieve anything you want to. Yeah. And I feel like it's so applicable to everybody. Everybody can really chase it and they can use it in their life. And if that's something that they can say, hey, Adam... Adam went through this and got through it this way. I can apply that to my life and do it this way. And I just want them to know that I was 100% committed and I wanted, and I gave 100% of myself into everything I did. And if they can do the same, then they're going to get the, they're going to get what I'm getting in that, that happiness. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, tell them again where they can find you from. I appreciate my handles or just my name. Um, Adam underscore underscore Lucio L U C I O. Um, it's only one underscore on TikTok, two on Instagram, um, until they give me my name so I get certified or something. Right? I'm gonna have to do a little bit more, a little, little bit more work, but it's coming. You, you, uh, will, you will be certified. Though. I believe it too, man. I believe yeah, it too. Yeah, for one sure. day, one day, yes, man. Sir. Again, again, not that, not that I need that, you know, but I feel like, I feel like if, if anybody, why not me? Yeah, you know for I mean? sure. And, and uh, like you spoke about with the commercial. Um, I'm not, I'm not an actor. I'm not claiming to be the next wheelchair George Clooney or nothing, but man, I get so peeved when they put fake wheelchair guys out there. Mm-hmm. When, they, when, when they, when they get an actor to, to portray a wheelchair man, mm-hmm. when there's actually wheelchair people with these passions, you yeah. know what I mean? So if, if, is that how you got that gig or? Yeah. So if, so if, really? so if, so, if, so yeah, so me in my mentality, uh-huh. I'm thinking like, man, if there's people portraying to be wheelchair people why not get a cast a real wheelchair person for the role gotcha. I and mean, it only makes sense to me you know yeah what I mean? so and that kind of started getting my nerves when i started seeing casting things people to portray wheelchair people and i was like that's not right but how am i going to complain about it and not take action yeah you know what i mean how yeah. am i going to complain about it and say that's not right when i'm not putting in my own auditions yeah you know what i mean so that that's kind of what I started. I'm like, you know what? I gotta if I'm gonna complain about it, I gotta I gotta be out there in the eye. So I'm a real wheelchair dude in the real spot. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like that's why I kind of got into that. But um, but yeah, I really appreciate man everything that you're you're doing. Yes, sir. I look on your page every day for motivation. Yes, sir. Um, again, because sometimes I'm down. Sometimes yeah. I, I need a pep talk. Even me. And I look to you at what you're doing, and 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 then I look at not only what you're doing, but how you're doing it. Yeah. And you do it so humbly. Um, you're a very humble dude, and I, I admire that about you. Um, but yet, I've also been out with you in the in the public eye, and yeah. you're the star of the party. You know what I mean? And and, and you do that, and you do that too. Yeah, you you do you do that too, man. You know what I mean? So yeah. you can, and that's living proof to me that. You can be both. You yeah. can be humble, but you can also be extroverted. You know what I mean? And 
and and be who you need to at that time. And I love that about you, man. So I, I commend you on that. And I feel like you're a great example for the youth and, and everything that you're doing with them. So yes, sir. I applaud you on that, man. We're going to keep on going. I appreciate you, man. All right, everyone. I hope y'all have a great day. And we'll, we'll see y'all next week. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And for daily motivational and up-to-date content, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Excellence Above Talent. And remember, keep moving forward, never give up, and you are never alone in this battle. We'll see you next time.